Hello and welcome to episode number 242 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Man, we're getting close to 250, man. We are indeed, aren't we? And yeah, like I said before, it should hopefully line up with the cinema return and fingers crossed, which... Yeah, it's only two months away now, which is just going to be awesome. Um, but yeah, we've got a, a big. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say some people may have already returned over the weekend to this, uh, see the movie we're discussing this week. Of course, Godzilla vs. Kong is finally out. Um, and obviously, yeah, not in our cinemas because they're not open. Um, but we'll get to kind of how, how you can watch this movie shortly. Um, as well as a little bit of box office as well. But yeah, there's just a little bit of news this week. Um, quite a few in here I just want to quickly touch upon. Um, the first one, this isn't about horror movie as such, but it's just such a fascinating deal. Um, and especially when I saw this break, I thought it was an April Fool's initially. Um, have, have you seen uh, Knives Out? Um, no, I didn't in the end. It's a good film. I really did enjoy it. I thought it was a tad overrated um, because at the time, especially in 2019, which for me was one of my all time favorite years for films, mm -hmm. um, kind of a lot of people being like movie of the year. And it's like, it's not that, but it's, you know, it's a really cool yeah. film. Um, a, it looks like a fun little spoofy film. I think now is the perfect time when there's not that much stuff coming out and it's available on demand for relatively cheap. Like, I think you should watch it because it's a real fun movie. Yeah, um, it was on Sky for a while. Yeah, it's cool, man. But um, yeah, there's been obviously a lot of talk about sequels for this for a while because it was a huge commercial and critical success. Um, and kind of out of nowhere, really, Netflix have acquired the rights to both Knives Out, Knives Out 2 and 3. Um, <laughs> this deal is insane. So Ryan Johnson um, and his writing and producing partner, Ram Bergman, they're kind of the people that they own the IP, which we'll get to in a second. Um, but Ryan Johnson has wrote the sequels already, 2 and 3, um, and he will be directing both the movies um and also daniel craig will be reprising his role um as the sort of main detective in both these movies um which i think is just awesome mm. like i um obviously as as uh, you haven't seen the movies but yeah like that is what i would want from a sequel is he would be the only character i'd want to return and um the first movie has an amazing ensemble cast and i want to see that carried through with two and three with a completely new set of characters other than daniel craig um, I was gonna say, I think... that's that's what i want i want mm. this just crazy ensemble cast again you know yeah. centered around one one character i kind of you know seeing the trailers and seeing the stuff i have i kind of assumed he would be the lead because he's kind of the detective yeah. right yeah, he's um, the glue that keeps so it together. Like, right? So he want him to yeah. be there for sure. Um, yeah. And yeah, get loads of different people in. Just get like Robert Patterson in one of them. Get some scars guards involved. You know, just get great because it. The first movie has an amazing cast. It's kind of criminal um, that, that a scars guard hasn't popped up yet in it because they have <laughs> everything else. Yeah, well, there's two more movies here, so give it time. Um, yeah. But this deal is reportedly worth four hundred and fifty million dollars, um, which makes I'm it mad. one of the biggest movie deals in history for a streaming platform. Um, there was a bidding war going on last year between Netflix, Apple, and Amazon. So all the big heavy hitters and Netflix were kind of the one that triumphed really. And what is fascinating about this is, so the original was obviously conceived by Ryan and Ram together. It was produced by MRC and Lionsgate. Um, the movie made 40 million and turned over $300 million at the box office. It was a huge success, but they signed a very clever deal where it was only to make one movie. They retained the IP and it's something that you just never see ever. Like we talk mm -hmm. about it all the time, even back in the day, obviously with horror movies and how you basically had to sell your soul to get these movies made. And I think it's awesome that we see a time and place now where these creators are actually got the leverage to be like, no, we're going to make this awesome movie. And, and granted MRC and Lionsgate, you know, 
they must be happy with what happened because yeah, they made but... a shit ton of mon money on that first movie but obviously they got priced out of the sequels because it turned out to be way bigger than they ever expected and look at the free heavy hitters that i just discussed that were trying to get this ip um but yeah i just think this is such a cool unique thing you know congratulations to them they deserve it um the first movie is going to begin shooting this june as well with with casting to begin it immediately so hopefully we'll see the cast kind of announced in the coming months um and I think this is a perfect fit for Netflix as well. Like it's not a movie that you need to see like on the big screen or anything like that, but mm -hmm. a, a new knives out adventure every couple of years on Netflix. Like I'm totally down for that for sure. Yeah. Um, hopefully as part of this as well, they can get knives out the first one on the, on the platform. Cause that'd be cool. Um, yeah. I think they, they must, right? Like that, that's, that's a kind of gimme that they have to get that on there as well. Yeah. You like, that's usually what happens when Netflix buy these IPs like yeah. they did with black mirror and all these other stuff. It's one of the main reasons why they wanted Hannibal, but they couldn't get the rights to the, to the first three seasons. Um, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, moving on, this one's just a very quick update just so we've kind of officially touched upon it on the podcast, but, um, resident evil, welcome to raccoon city, obviously one of our most anticipated movies at this point. Oh, yeah. Um, just a very slight change in release date from September 3rd until November 24th. Um, okay. this doesn't mean anything to me. It's a slight, delay whatever um i'm kind of done to be just stop talking about this movie now until i see the trailer um i'm so hyped can't wait for it i just want to see a trailer now um and yeah we will hopefully see this in the theaters later this year do we get um, do we get a t9e a tyrant or nemesis we get the first two probably um considering it's obviously the first two games but i do that we don't get nemesis <laughs> I mean, gotta save something for the sequel <laughs> I mean. Maybe a tease, post-credit tease. That'd be nice. Yeah, that's um, what I'm talking about. Just, just <laughs> they can carry someone away and be like, he's for the Nemesis project. So you want them to continue the canon from the films? <laughs> I, I would, I would love it if they just squeeze a little bit in there. You know, it is interesting because that is one of the only cool story things like that is in the movies that wasn't in the games. Like how Nemesis was created is really cool in the films. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, we digress. Um, next up, a little bit of Walking Dead news. Throwing here for, for you. Um, so apparently, season ten just ended. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm so confused. I haven't watched it yet. It, it, mm. it came. I think it was like yesterday. Yeah, and, over the and weekend. Yeah, I was like, I thought season ten ended because we had we had like a nine month gap mm. between season ten. I think there's like twenty odd episodes in this season at this point. And we we they'd save the finale to coincide with the um, Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, is, is it called Fear the Walking Dead? Isn't it called like New oh, Hope or something? The, the the new one. I can't think oh, of I don't know. The, the class yeah. of Walking Dead or something. Right. I don't know. I can't remember what the hell it was called now. Um, and that finale happened, and mm. then this one I I didn't really know anything about, and it seems like it's another season ten finale. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was going to ask you about it because I remember you talking on the show about how there was this ginormous gap and which was ridiculous mm. just for the finale. But I thought you'd seen it. But yeah, I've been it's been reported <laughs> everywhere. And I saw people reacting to it and seemed to like the, the Oh, episode. it's out. Yeah, I saw it. Um, I, I saw it earlier and was like, oh, I need to watch this. But yeah, that is officially the end of season 10. And mm. we now have a release date for season 11, which is mm. very soon. Um, so August 22nd will kick off the final season of The Walking Dead. Obviously, this is 
a two-year uh, expanded season that will span 24 <laughs> episodes. So it'll end sometime next year in 2022. I feel um, like they just crowbarred this episode in just to get one more episode in there. Like probably. season point, 10 definitely yeah. ended with with <laughs> in in October time. They really but, have kind of changed the way you view seasons, haven't they? With Walking yeah. Dead, of like it's just bizarre. It's just like oh yeah, you've got a, you've got an episode just throw it out there, and I do kind of like that as like just event TV. Like that's what I want from something like Black Mirror. Just like you've got an idea cool make it shoot it release it like i don't need seasons of that anymore yeah this um, this episode seems like it's a very negan centric episode yeah. and kind of going into his backstory a hell of a lot and obviously um i'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to get to see kind of you know he talks about his wife a lot um and, and i think we'll get to see that go down in this episode i'm sure a lot of people have already seen it anyway but yeah but yeah like i'm i'm you know definitely be watching it before next week yeah, you have to let us know what you made of it. But uh, yeah, pretty cool news. Um, next up, this is a really nice one. Just I saw this earlier today, actually. A, a nice new 4K announcement. Um, always like putting these in the news, which is, uh, yeah, one of our all-time favorite horror movies is getting a, a 4K release just ahead of the new film in the franchise. Um, so coming May 11th, courtesy of Lionsgate, um, the original Saw is arriving on 4K for the first time ever. Nice um yeah which is just awesome um kind of there isn't too many details about the actual transfer because i was trying to look into it they just say they just announced you know it's ultra hd 4k it comes with a blu-ray and digital so it's like a combo combo pack um some of the special features are in 4k such as the legacy of saw um but then some of the other special features like the the original short film saw that the movie's based upon oh, that's yeah, on nice. there but just as a blu-ray and a few oh, other trailers that 4K. and that yeah i know <laughs> that was shot on like nokia 3210 <laughs> at the time um but yeah it's awesome it's really like the artwork as well there's like a new artwork of billy on the front and yeah i'm definitely i don't even have 4k capabilities right now but i'm 100 percent gonna be pre-ordering this one um because yeah it just looks awesome so great great news on that one um oh, yeah. And then, yeah, just to kind of finish this off, really, before we go into a quick bit of box office talk, um, some trailers. I thought I'd throw these in here since this is a quiet week. There's a You've been teasing I've, them for a while. Yeah, I kind of collected these over the last few weeks and then just threw them all at you and was like, you know, let's just watch some trailers. So I don't know where you want to start. I think it was four that, that we have here. Um, which yeah. ones would you like to discuss? Um, so I saw um, Profile. First. yes profile is really interesting profile yeah profile was the one that that really got my attention i think it, it obviously it's right in our wheelhouse of this kind of um i don't even know what you call it because it's not fan footage it's, it's no the, it's the new term label it? yeah so screen life is what people have, have coined yeah it. it's searching yeah. it's those types of movies all set on a monitor just to briefly say for people who don't know anything about this movie um it's it follows an undercover british journalist in a quest to bait and expose a terrorist recruiter through social media whilst trying not to be sucked in by her recruiter and lured into becoming a militant extremist herself um and this one comes out in cinemas may 14th yeah, and I, and I, the the trailer just looks super interesting. Obviously, what you've said there, like this whole recruitment process, is a very kind of um, you know un untouched kind of modern day horror that exists. Mm. And and I think kind of um, that that kind of piques my interest anyway. Like this certainly looks like a a, a very good thriller um, and, and very kind of cat and mousey between her and kind of the recruiter. Um, and and yeah, a couple of the bits when when the trailer kind of kicked off, it looks like it, it's going to be very tense. And mm. yeah, I I don't want to see any more of this. Like I've 
I'm I'm 100% sold by this trailer and and really want to see this film. Yeah, I completely agree. I thought it was a really good trailer. I had heard about this movie a few weeks back before the trailer and was like, man, that sounds like an insane idea for a film. Um, mm. And then seeing the trailer, I was like, man, they kind of nailed what I think this movie should be after. And it is tense. And be, being such a serious, crazy subject matter, I was worried that the, it wouldn't, you know, treat it with that seriousness. But I think it does. And especially towards the back end of the trailer when it really starts yeah. getting into it i have a feeling this movie's going to go hard um that it yeah, needs I to do. go and so i yeah i'm looking forward to this one for sure yeah 100 um, um and yeah then i then i checked out uh in the earth yeah this is the one from um ben wheatley um so sort mm. of i believe he's a british director he did kill list most notably and a few other kind of british horror movies um he shot this one as like a micro budget during quarantine last year um mm. so there was kind of a lot of hype and i think it was shown at a few festivals earlier uh, this year or yeah like on the digital festivals um and it's coming out april 23rd so just around the corner this one yeah it looks like a very trippy kind of blair witch kind mm. of modern day blair witch um kind of you know lead character going out in the woods and just kind of thinking that things are around him and closing in on him they talk about this kind of spirit of the woods and this sort of thing and kind of um yeah it, I, I was a little bit worried that it, it seems like it might get too trippy and mm. too out there, but but the stuff that was kind of more grounded, that was in the woods and people getting freaked out and kind of, um, I like the fact that potentially one of them could be going insane in the woods and, and then going, you know, full, full Jack Nicholson in The Shining on people. Um, mm. That could be pretty cool. So, like, yeah, I, like, it, it definitely, you know, that sort of thing, like a, a Blair Witch-inspired movie definitely gets me excited. Yeah, he did um, Sightseers as well, which that's that oh, cool yeah, nice. British film, isn't it? Like the, yeah. There's like a couple going on like a killing spree. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's, um, it's kind of like a comedy horror. It's, it's really good. Yeah, so he's done a lot of cool films. Um, but yeah, I, I like the trailer. It was um, like pretty much what you, you said, really. Like it's... There was almost, even though it's not the same sort of thing, but a slight kind of midsummer vibe of just like this weird, you're just fucked because you're in this crazy kind of spot, um, which yeah. I liked. Um, but yeah, it's it looks cool for sure. Um uh yeah there was a what was there a couple more um yeah se separation yeah so this one um is from the director of the the two the boy films um and he mm. he did a horror film as well i can't remember off the top of my head now um but yeah kind of this is the one that has one of the most convoluted plots when you read it um what would you, what would you describe the plot as based upon the trailer because the one i have oh, in front of me is very convoluted give it to me i want the convoluted one it's pretty long um so <laughs> Eight-year-old Jenny is constantly caught in the middle of the feud of the feuding between her lawyer mother Maggie and artist father Jeff. She leads a lonely but imaginative life surrounded by puppets called Grizzly Kin, which are based on the works of her father. When Ma <laughs> when Maggie is tragically killed in a hit and run, Jeff and Jenny try to piece together a new life. But when Maggie's father sues for custody and babysitter Samantha tries to be the new woman of the house, life in their Brooklyn townhouse takes a dark turn. The puppets and frightening characters come to life, and Jenny is the only person who can see them um right. which is weird because yeah i watched this trailer yeah, i didn't and really get that from the trailer i'm not gonna lie no it was kind of to me the trailer was a fairly generic kind of haunting type thing it's like yeah the, the parents killed it's like a struggling father with like his daughter and then like a bunch of crazy trippy stuff is happening in the house that's basically what i got from the trailer yeah i kind of it looked like one of these the they definitely look like there could have been some some weight to the jump scares but but it's one of those where i felt like um it was an incredibly well-made trailer for the mm. audience that it's trying to get at. 
Mm. where i'm watching this i've seen you know we stay away from these movies quite a yeah. lot and this is one of them when i saw the trailer and i'm like oh it, it it's it's the trailer's cut good enough that it gets me a little <laughs> bit interested um you know and so i so i think it's going to work hard on people that, that still want that shit um but but yeah you know it when you when you see some of the other parts it does start to feel a bit more generic and, and by the by the book kind of one of these haunting things i'm completely you know, with li- you li- little girl can see this stuff but yeah it was a, it was a pretty clever well done trailer i'm completely with you where it's like yeah this is the type of movie that i don't really like but then it was a good enough trailer the thing i liked about the trailer was that there was a lot going on it what it didn't look mm. kind of like these quiet slow burn type supernatural movies it's no. just a lot of chaotic action and a lot of like interesting visuals and be with yeah, the trailer you don't really know what's to a conjuring part two like when, when yeah. i saw it you know with the trailer it's hard to tell what's going on but obviously reading this synopsis and hearing that these are kind of like the puppets that he's created come to life i'm like oh that's cool yeah. that's like a different unique take on it and obviously that goes in line with like kind of the director obviously bringing the boy to life like i kind of like that mm. aspect of it as well but yeah it's not one that kind of immediately grabs me um that one's out on april 30th as well so these are all like just around the corner like april may movies mm. um and the last one which is a little bit further away this is one that we've discussed in the news before um the night house um obviously it's kind of had a big um premiere at sundance last year in front of actual crowd um was really well received it got picked up at the time and it's from david bruckner who we've most notably seen the ritual that he did which i loved Mm. um but he's also done he was involved in vhs um and there was another film he'd done as well i can't remember southbound that was it yeah so he's done a lot of anthology stuff it's all been really good i really like Mm -hmm. david and he off the back of this movie he's got the gig to do the new hellraiser movie um so he's kind of very very busy but yeah what what did you make of this trailer didn't he weren't he on creep show as well david bruckner he might have been in season one i think you're right yeah i thought he might have been yeah i think you're definitely um, right on that one i yeah i i think when i like i saw this and the other one back to back and the other one piqued my interest more Mm. um i think the main reason why is that this one centers around kind of a a, a recently widowed woman who's kind of trying to uncover her husband's kind of disturbing secrets and kind of secrets around the house and so it kind of feels very character driven and this one woman kind of going through this haunting and kind of whenever it's just one character driven it just always feels like it's going to be a long kind of um push you know to get there with it and kind of um so so yeah it you know i i think after just seeing the two traders back to back i was like oh no there's just there's just more ghost shit going on Yeah, I so the synopsis for this one is super basic. It's just the film follows a widow who begins to uncover her recently deceased husband's disturbing secrets. Yeah, and, and the trailer uh, looked more insane as it kind of delved into more. Yeah, for the first two minutes of the trailer, I'm with you, I was completely bored. I was like, man, this is the movie that was really hyped up from a guy who I really like. Um, Yeah, he directed the segment in season one, The the Man in the Suitcase, which was one nice. of my favorite segments in season one. It was yeah. so funny. I really, really want to rewatch that. <laughs> um, But so, yeah, I've loved what this guy's done and anthology stuff and his individual work but um yeah the first two minutes of the trailer i was like this is pretty boring to me um it wasn't until they start revealing stuff where i was like oh okay there's like a twist on this which is interesting and in a normal trailer i'd consider that a spoiler but i was really thankful of that it was in this trailer because it mm. turned me from a movie i had zero interest in to like oh okay this is cool hey, i'm kind of getting some us vibes and it's kind of like got a cool twist on just you know the widow has died and there's some secrets like i i like what they're going for there so it 
could be cool like i'm um, yeah the, this one in separation i'm like pretty lukewarm on um mm. i thought in the earth looked very interesting and i definitely want to see profile yeah profile um, is a must yeah so yeah that was pretty cool i'm glad we kind of put them in there because we don't really talk about trailers too often um mm. obviously as we return to the cinema hopefully soon we'll be talking about them more um and yeah just very quickly obviously before we actually talk about this week's film godzilla versus kong um obviously some box office figures and it's all incredible news like we discussed last week kind of it did exceptionally well in north america it broke pretty much all of the the, the pandemic era records largest number of theaters that have been open opening um largest single day largest opening weekend and yeah it made 50 around just under 50 million um at the u.s box office alone last weekend um nice. which puts it at uh 285 million worldwide so and that was only through was sunday it like 200 so, budget um was it that much god <laughs> i thought it was like 200 but i might have just be making that up yeah that sounds like a lot but obviously with market and stuff who knows but yeah the, the, either way this and it's trending ahead of all the previous monsterverse movies um which is nice. crazy in itself considering when they came out and it's yeah. broke all the records that tenet and wonder woman did in the cinema for their kind of runs um mm-hmm. so yeah it's it is great news for kind of the return of cinema like we discussed and yeah obviously it's as well like it's on hbo max at launch in the u.s um so obviously that's going to take considerably you know a big chunk from this revenue that is still really really good yeah christ i didn't realize it was on hbo max yeah day and day so obviously yeah it made 50 million in their cinemas but most people are going to watch it at home and apparently it broke all of hbo max's records it was watched way more than wonder woman and justice league in its first week um so yeah this has just been a huge huge success which is really cool to see kind of the the official big opening of box office and it's yeah it's kicking off and hopefully this will continue to come um but uh yeah should we talk about this week's film let's do it Let's talk about Godzilla versus Kong. So yeah, one one thing I think is kind of interesting to note before we get, I guess, into the plot or the background of this film is um, how you can watch this film. Obviously, it's our <laughs> cinemas aren't open, um, but no. it was it was cool because I was a bit nervous about what it was going to be like. But it was the traditional model that we have seen in the pandemic. It's available on Sky and pretty much everywhere, Amazon, and it is the kind of fifteen ninety nine um, for a forty eight hour rental. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of what has become mostly the standard from, I guess, Disney with their kind of premiere access stuff. Um, well, actually, no, there's a different because you obviously get it added to Disney Plus. But yeah, mm-hmm. it was um, Trolls and like Invisible Man and a few others kind of dabbled with that last year. Um, well, I guess it's hard to talk about it with not specifically talking, I guess, about the movie because obviously we'll have different opinions for different films. But that as a price point, what, what do you make of that overall? Um, I think it's I think it's too high. Hmm. Um, I think kind of the you know you look at what we pay for our cinema prices and it's over three times what we would pay for a cinema entry mm. um and so the fact that you don't get to keep and own the movie i think the disney one is a little bit of a different story yeah, but is, even yeah. that is is still only slightly because it is going to go on disney plus for free anyway mm. uh, i i watch mulan for three so like people that paid paid that premium they had it for a few months but then yeah. i got to see it for free so it's on there you know it's not you know, if this was kind of the £16 mark and I always had it, then at least I know I've just got it sat there. But yeah, the fact that it's only a 48 hour rental for that money, I, I don't know. It, like it's that there hasn't been a movie that, that really wants me to like bite on that price point yet. Like, like I'm chomping at the bit for. 
Yeah, I pretty much agree. Like, I think it's close to being there. And I think, yeah, if it was $15.99, you own it forever digitally. I don't actually have mm. a problem with that. No, um, I don't. Because that's pretty much in line with like a bog standard Blu-ray, um, which is you pay the same for digital. Whereas, yeah, $15.99 for 40 hour rental as someone who likes to rewatch movies, that does suck. Because if if in three months I want to rewatch this rather than buying the Blu-ray, I'd have to rent it again. Um any of these films so that's frustrating and i think as far as the price point goes like it's relatively close i think a rental it should be closer to 10 or 12 because mm. even though our cinema is obviously a lot cheaper than most places um going forward obviously most people watch films together and obviously as the restrictions lift that'll be even more the case and so i think even if you just have one kind of like-minded individual that wants to watch the film and you can split it it's obviously mm-hmm. nowhere near as bad like 16 pound on your own is a lot but if it was 12 quid and then you could split it that's really not that bad um so i think they're the close i don't think it's like extortionate and i'm I'm happy to pay it for individual films but yeah i, I think it could come down a little bit for sure um i just want to talk about that really because it's, it's, it's an interesting aspect of this movie yeah i think um, you know 10 or 12 would definitely be better but... for sure um but yeah godzilla versus kong it's out the obviously mm. the fourth fourth entry in the monsterverse which we've talked about in little snippets i guess in in time over on the podcast um what what do you make of this going into godzilla versus kong i guess kind of what your thoughts on this franchise um i don't really have thoughts on the franchise to be Mm. honest with you that much because i think kind of um you know the first godzilla movie i remembered kind of liking a bit um i think kind of godzilla king of monsters we spoke about is kind of a bit of a mess um Mm. and kind of had had a real just just kind of long gaps in time really where it's just too long between between the set pieces and i got very bored during that one um i i haven't watched all of kong skull island either because i got Mm. bored um and i i tend to just i think that's the thing for me that like you know, the, the the last one of these that really grabbed me was Peter Jackson's Kong. Yeah. And I think that's because it was telling a, a, a proper character-driven story and then had Kong in the background. And I think kind of, you know... It's, it's also the, just the, a the, way better made film. True, true. <laughs> let's be, let's but be the, honest, the, second, yeah. the second Godzilla movie was trying to do that, but I just didn't mm. give a shit about the, the family and the, the human element of it. And kind of, yeah, go, going into kind of this one, I think kind of... Um, you know, my 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 hype levels were reasonably low for it, and it just got to the point that like I wanna I wanna just see some monsters punch each other in the face, mm. and and I and, and I got that. I think kind of um, I think the most important thing to say as a caveat to this is that like I I, I pretty much watched this in a terrible way, and <laughs> as we as we as we kind of joked Please about, tell me you watched it on your phone. <laughs> I watched it on my iPad. <laughs> <laughs> nice which, which, spectacle um, of the year which was pretty bad and <laughs> but like it, it just fit in <laughs> with my schedule uh, but the thing is is that like this movie needs to be seen on the big screen yeah. watching it on my tv still wouldn't have done it justice because you need that big screen sound and pop and spectacle and this is this is definitely the perfect movie to relaunch cinema and, mm. and the fact that it is relaunching the cinema, it, uh, you know, across the world is is amazing. It just sucks that it's not in England because this this would have if we'd have gone and seen this at the cinema this week, I would have been buzzing way more than what I yeah. am. Um, because in the end, I think like I don't get the spectacle uh, clearly from from how I watched it of of kind of the Godzilla and Kong. It looked, you know, I, I enjoyed the action and everything else, but it just kind of 
it it's just comic booky and over the top and and fun but has you know ultimately no weight to it at all they are just kind of chucking each other around these buildings that don't exist and none of it exists and they don't even kind of scatter characters in there really and i think it you know it looks good but it's but it just it has no weight to it i think kind of kong in particular just feels like he has no weight to him Mm. and and so kind of i enjoyed the action like i don't want to get too down on the action it it was it was fun i enjoyed it but um also it it pretty much is two set pieces in this whole movie you kind of have the 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 it's kind of unbelievable really yeah after you, seeing you have, that trailer, I'd be like, "Oh wow, these are the only two fights." <laughs> between yeah, them. they they fight in um on the 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 ship, kind of in the middle of the ocean that we see in the trailer. And is it is it downtown Tokyo? Where is it? No, it's uh, Hong um, Kong. Hong Kong, right? Yeah, um, yeah, in in Hong Kong, and it's just like <clears throat> those two battles are the only two times that these monsters clash. Uh, Kong has like a very little kind of alter- altercations other than that. And Godzilla just kind of chills for most of the movie. And and this movie for me just has way too much filler in it. I, I think kind of like I haven't really gone into a synopsis because this is just Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what do you need Pretty for much. a synopsis? But I think kind of when you actually get into the synopsis is when the movie starts to kind of frustrate me because they bog it down with so much weird plot and and stuff that was just kind of really really just distracting me that you have kind of um uh you you've got the the kind of returning um, Millie Bobby Brown character who just her entire kind of purpose in this movie is just to kill time away from Godzilla and it, it, you know I I really like her but but the two characters she was with suck, and and then the the her whole kind of side story kind of was just pointless, and it just kind of it was there to unearth the the, the kind of finale of the film, but it just served it took up way too much view view in time, um, <clears throat> and then I guess kind of the, the the plot of the movie is kind of uh, he, he's a new character, right? Alexander Skarsgård's character, is he Nathan. Um, I no, thought I he think, was new, no, or is he not, returning? I think he's returning. Uh, okay. Well, either way, he he's in it, <laughs> and he's he's kind of this scientist that's discovered. Oh Christ, what the hell is it called? I want to just call it the Upside Down, the Hollow Earth, isn't it? Yeah, the Hollow Earth. Yeah, yeah, the Hollow <laughs> Earth, where basically, um, yeah, there's there's another Earth inside of our Earth. We're <laughs> we're, we're hollow, and if you drill if you drill far enough, you can get to the Upside Down world, and if you can figure out gravity or or be Kong. Uh, you can just you can just get there pretty chill. When they um, first said that in that conversation, I like because the present is, is because the plot is presented in such a haphazard way. Mm. I was like, "What the hell does that even mean?" And and then once you get to seeing that visually, I was like, "Oh damn! Like that's what it means. Like that's pretty insane. Like I didn't expect yeah. that from this movie. Of like, no, I didn't. They're going this real crazy high sci-fi stuff set on Earth. Like it very really high. That sci-fi. was very shocking to me when it when it kind of took that turn. Yeah, me too. I was not expecting it, and kind of um, yeah. So so he <clears throat> and and they're basically saying that there is some element in the Hollow Earth that is powerful enough to destroy Godzilla. So that's their whole thing because the the movie starts out and it's kind of. It is kind of, you know, Batman versus Superman all over again, really, where it's like, oh, these two guys are going to be pitted off against each other. And let's see if that happens all the way through. 
and and kind of Godzilla is very much kind of labeled as the bad guy and Kong is kind of the sympathetic kind of good guy that they're trying to get to save the planet and it's kind of like well they're both just going to destroy the place let's be honest mm. um and and yeah there's just there's just a hell of a lot of kind of um other stuff more than Kong and Godzilla kicking the shit out of each other and i think kind of the the last the, the stuff on the boat was really fun and the last you know 20 minutes was really fun but but almost all of the other stuff was just kind of just just a bit too much for me and just really sci-fi and really not not what i wanted but did i have a bad time like no i i, I still enjoyed seeing them punch the shit out of each other like but uh, yeah I'm, I'm real conflicted on it, it you know I, I really think if i'd have seen this in the cinema i would have been reasonably buzzed in the end i'm just a little bit buzzed hmm. i'm i'm really torn on this one because i feel like i had my expectations set quite right in terms mm. of having seen the other movies and especially king of monsters and expecting there to be pointless human characters but ultimately serving me the kind of kong versus godzilla action that i really wanted and craved and it pretty much delivered on all of that um yet coming away from it i'm still frustrated and disappointed in certain aspects because even though you can expect one thing still having it pay out on screen and having to waste your time watching those human Mm. characters is still equally (laughs) as frustrating um I was kind of amazed by it, to be honest, because I think with the previous movies and and I had to already, you know, this is a known criticism of these movies. And I had seen a few early impressions prior to watching this of people saying, you know, oh, they finally got rid of the pointless subplots and characters. And so I was kind of maybe those those last impressions just before seeing the movie was kind of what put me (laughs) in a different mindset, because I was like, fuck, yeah, they're just going to deliver the crazy kaiju action. And then we get probably about 30 minutes of that which is great but then we get at least an hour to an hour and 10 minutes of just crap to me that i found incredibly dull and boring i think that hollow earth stuff is the only thing even remotely interesting plot wise um and i think that could have been really awesome like that should be its own movie essentially where um you know learning about the hollow earth and what the hell does that mean because this just being thrown in as a a random device especially because we're i've trained my brain to switch off during the plot in these films and Mm. so like i said when i got to that point visually i was like oh this looks awesome but i don't really understand it in the slightest Um, yeah and there's all that this this whole like fucked up gravity stuff where like mm. kong can like kind of like switch his perspective and it it was very kind of um inception-esque at times and it was you know i was like oh kong's an inception movie okay that's cool yeah and like (laughs) i thought visually that stuff was great and worked really well and was way more interesting than just them dicking around on earth for the entire film but i didn't understand it in the slightest i think it was because to in my brain i was like you've already got this one character who's then got this like conspiracy podcast and now he's with millie bobby brown and all and it's like her dad pops up for like five seconds at the start and the end of the movie is a completely pointless character you (laughs) then have like like because that's carl chandler then you have actors like lance riddick who have like one line in this film like there's so many and we talked about this with king of monsters as well where there's just so many big name great actors that just do soddle in this film Mm. that don't need to be here and i think one of the characters who does get to do a lot 
I was is, so confused when Lance came in. Yeah, I was like, there's so the many. Um, but the one of the characters, the one actor that does get to do a lot is Alexander Skarsgård, and mm. I really didn't like his character in the film at all. I thought he was incredibly miscast. I, I like, I didn't get it because I was like, oh, he's supposed to be this like loser nerd who mm. has written a book and it's really unsuccessful because no one believes him, and he's kind of this outsider, and yeah, he's supposed not- to be this kind of like bum loser nerd kind of nerdy well and like that's not alexander skarsgård in the slightest and well, the i thing thought he was, was so awkward in this role <laughs> the thing that was so hilarious about it is that when they first introduced him he had a big old beard and stuff mm. and i was like oh they're gonna make him all disheveled and then kind of by the end of the movie he'll look like skarsgård yeah and then the next scene he was just looking like the coolest dude on the planet and i'm like mm-hmm. oh so he's still the loser right and then they're like oh, oh. yeah he's still a loser they did that whole they did that whole coward thing and i was like no no, it just doesn't work. Yeah. It's too so cool. I, I was so disappointed with that. Yeah. And especially coming off of the back of the, the two TV shows I've seen him in in recent years, Big Little Lies and The Stand, where he is perfectly cast <laughs> in both those shows. And you get to see how much of an amazing actor he is when he's cast in roles that suit him. Mm. And this is like one of the biggest movies he's been in for a while. He's He has by far the most screen time out of all the human characters, which I'm thankful for. But his character just sucks. And like I say, it does not suit him in the slightest. So ultimately, I found that really disappointing. Um, but yeah, the actual monster stuff I did really enjoy. I think early on, I was happy that they got straight to it. And you get to see Godzilla, you get to see Kong early on. And I was like, oh, great. Like, thank you, Adam, for doing that as a choice. You know, mm. not letting us wait 45 minutes until we see a monster because they've done that before and it makes me sick. Um, but then we have the kind of big lull in the middle where nothing really happens, where there's a lot of filler. Um, we then get the Hollow Earth, Earth stuff, which is cool, um, but doesn't really serve too much of a purpose. And then we obviously get the finale. And I think the finale is great visually. Um, I loved the fight between the two of them. Um, I just wanted more of it. And I think that's what's so disappointing to me is that what I want, my dream kaiju movie is never going to happen because I want an 85 minute version of this where 90% of screen time is them fighting. And I know that budget wise, that's just never going to happen. You know, they already shaved. Like I heard Adam talking a lot over the weekend where he (laughs) cut a lot out of this movie because this has a fairly lean runtime for what it is. You know, Mm. it was two hours, which is, shocking considering the amount of yeah. stuff in here you know all these characters it's the fourth movie tying all these different stories together yeah when when i started this i was like oh mm. this is under two hours what's going on i was expecting it to be two and a half yeah there's like um, cast announcements of actors who just flat out aren't in this film um and and to be honest you know he could have cut more um but i think ultimately that is why going back to my point is that my perfect movie won't ever exist because like you say the budget for this must have been extortionate to get the monsters looking the way they do and they Mm. look incredible i think it's the best monster fights i've ever seen in a film um i just want more of it like giving me 20 minutes out of the the just under hour and 50 or whatever it's just not enough but in terms of rating it as a film rating those moments i love those moments Mm -hmm. they were super satisfying to me and i think going back i already kind of want to watch just the fights again um ever again i think what i need with these fights is a little bit more like we have all of these human characters that we, I, I need them like not even like the main ones, but I need more people it involved to give you a sense of scale and perspective because the yeah. buildings and Godzilla, and everything... the first film, Gareth Edwards, Godzilla mm. in 2014, did that a good job of that. Yeah, and I think it just gives weight to it because so many of the buildings and everything else was just weightless. There was like times mm. where like 
Kong just kind of falls into a building and it just kind of like drops. I'm like, that's that's like a few thousand people dead right now. When he's and like, like he's like bouncing from building mm. to building as well, like like the trees, yeah. obviously. And it's like, well, no, this is a skyscraper. <laughs> yeah, like I kind of wanted a bit more of that scale, but but again, like I can only imagine what extra that would cost. And like like you said, I think it I think it really does look incredible, and I think on the big screen it would have popped massively. Oh yeah, for sure. Because like I said, I, I watched this on my TV at home, and it's just not the same. And I I know I would have loved it more because those scenes would have excelled it even more, and the human stuff would have been I would have had the exact same opinion on, but it just mm. I would. I would have been more highlighted by those big moments, I think, um, and kind of not seeing the runtime. I think the the only other thing that was slightly disappointing to me, and I get that it's Godzilla versus Kong, but especially with King of Monsters, they introduced so many different types of monsters. And for this movie to only really have one surprise, which I don't even think is a surprise because it was in the trailer. Um, there was a shot of the mon- another monster in the trailer. So, and it was all it was throughout all the headlines as well. Like, I already I didn't want to say it in case people don't know, but there's another thing that they fight, and it was in the trailer. And I think that's a really awful choice. I don't know why the fuck they done that. Because uh, did you know that that other thing was in this film? No, <laughs> that, that, that's awesome. So, because so I, I was, yeah, I, was I do. Popped, like when it when it did when it did rock up. Mm, because uh, that's that is the only surprise yeah, they have, and it's an awesome popped, one. I think that's because I paid zero attention to the trailers. I didn't um, see it in the trailer, but it was oh, it was okay. it was on Twitter that day. Everyone was like, "Look what's in the trailer!" You know, it was trending that day. Like the word, the name oh, of the yeah, monster I'm, was I'm trending. Almost off social media. Oh yeah, no, point, that's which good. Is pretty sweet. Like, yeah, I don't even know how I find out about The Walking Dead. That's how far off I am on social media right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's um, the way to be for sure. But yeah, I, I was frustrated because they put these trailers yeah. out there, and so yeah, if you're someone who likes to spend the time watching them, like I was frustrated for that reason because I thought with them putting in the trailer, I was like, okay, that's going to be cool, but there's going to be something else mm. and the fact that there wasn't that did lead to my disappointment um but i still loved the use of that extra monster and kind of it just excelled that final fight like now i'm thinking about it i just want to watch that final fight again because it was incredible and i would pay to go to cinema right now just to watch the fights um just sit me down for 20 minutes watch the fights mm. and then go home because that's what i want to see the human stuff honestly i know we're maybe not a recommendations right now but as far as if you're watching this at home i would say just skip through the human stuff because you uh, there isn't anything that i enjoy when there's not a monster on the screen like literally nothing i couldn't tell you a single thing i enjoyed that wasn't a monster on the screen um but when the monster's on screen it's awesome visually it's awesome i love the cinematography and the visuals of kind of fighting in this neon city i just thought adam nailed the action so much yeah the choreography between the two of them i thought he got the best out of godzilla and kong um and really it felt like a fight like i loved at the start of the movie when we have the credits and it looks like a fight bracket where it shows you like yeah, all the monsters that, that they've sick. defeated. I love that. And, yeah. And then it comes up like classic fashion, Godzilla versus Kong. And honestly, when that started, I was so hyped. I was like, let's yeah. fucking go. I was hyped. Um, and I, and like you said, I think every battle does pay off. I think they mm. kind of work both characters, strengths and weaknesses very well. I think kind of, um, you know, like I said, the most recent one of these we had was like uh, Batman versus Superman. And it kind of, it just got to the point that they had to keep making up excuses why Superman just didn't wreck him <laughs> straight away. Mm. And it was like, I, you know, at least with this, it felt like Kong stood a little bit of a chance and you yeah. know, he was, he was playing to his strengths and he had kind of like the stuff around him, um, you know, and he had that cool axe and stuff. And I mm. think kind of, you know, I think that all really helped to kind of make it more believable. Um, yeah for sure i would say like out of these movies i think it's easily the best monster action and i think that the the human stuff like i 
couldn't stand the humans in any of the movies equally. I think Godzilla had a different frustration to me because it had Brian Cranston in it, who yeah. at the time in 2014 yeah, was literally was the hottest actor in the world. And he was great for the first half of that movie. And then he dies and suddenly you just don't care. And I think mm. when he died, my interest in the humans in this world died because I've, <laughs> not, I've not cared about anyone else in this universe humans wise since that moment. Um, and I guess, I guess did Vera Farmiga die as well. She died in King of Monsters. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, I don't even remember that, but yeah, yeah. I was, because I was like, oh, yeah, she might pop up. And then they kind of, <laughs> then, then Millie started saying some stuff. I was like, oh, no, did yeah. she die? I don't even remember. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. Um, also, like, um, we spoke about what our favorite wrestling move was going to be mm. in, this, in this kind of movie. I wasn't expecting Godzilla to come out with the uh, Kill Bill uh five finger <laughs> or five second death punch move whatever the hell it's called yeah. like i really wasn't expecting that to be pulled out of the out of the locker room that oh was... they they really <laughs> delivered on the cinematography in terms of it oh, felt it like beautiful. watching a big boxing match or a big wrestling match where mm. these big slamming uppercuts and you see them take it and you see their reaction the guttural reaction and the times when they're like screaming in happiness because they feel like they've got one up on each other like they they fucking nailed the characterization. Also, those two characters. when they just when they just screaming in each other's face oh, for a good twenty seconds, so I could good. have I, that could have gone on for a whole two minutes. None hundred percent. This is what I mean. Like <laughs> the, the moments of what I want are so good, and it only detracts from how bad the human bits are. And yeah, like when they're screaming at each other, I was almost expecting subtitles to come on the bottom of like "You have defeated me now, Godzilla." And I was like, <laughs> let's, I was like, let's just have these two motherfuckers talk to each other. That'd be great. Um. Yeah, but there yeah. were two things that I needed. I needed to happen in this movie. I needed Kong to do more fatalities because <laughs> nothing makes me happier than seeing a Kong fatality. Yeah, and and I I would have liked video game health bars. Yeah, um, <laughs> I just wanted God, I just wanted Kong to like throw his shit at Godzilla at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that'd have been great. But yeah, it's uh, overall. I'm, I am, yeah, I'm, I am frustrated with this one where obviously I enjoyed a lot of it and I'm going to take these fights with me and I'm going to definitely rewatch them in the future. Mm. But like as a complete movie, it, it just has so many problems and yeah. that's just the way these movies work, unfortunately. So I feel like it, at this point, if you've seen the rest of them, you know what to expect with the human stuff, but the monster stuff definitely delivers. And yeah, I watched it at home and loved the fights. I could only mm. imagine how much like I would have been... There's so many cool moments that I don't want to get into specifically that are just like these fuck yeah, jump out of your seat moments. And if I was in the cinema, I would have popped so hard for them. Um, so I think that's what I'm going to take from this movie for sure. Yeah, I think so too. I think if, if, if your cinema is, is open, mm. go see this in the cinema. This is a great way. Like people in the States haven't been able to go to the cinema for 12 months. This is a really fun way just to have like the most popcorn movie imaginable and just switch off when the characters are on yeah like uh you, you know pretty much you if you listen to this you know you've got two set pieces to enjoy <laughs> and just make sure you've you've got all of the popcorn and treats around you for those moments and and the other stuff you can just chill um, but but if you're at home and like like for uk listeners that for me the price point is far too high to watch this at home um, yeah i think like wait you know it, you, you're getting a crappy experience anyway so just wait like you're not gonna, you know, there's the one thing that we've skirted around that's kind of spoilerish. But even if you, even if you know that, it's not the end of the world. So just wait mm. until you can see it for free. Do you think that um, this will get a release in UK cinemas in like a month or so, or do you think um, they've just kind of missed the bag on it? 
Um, if if the schedule stays the same, I think they've missed the bag for it. I think I think there, there's there's enough big movies coming out, um, but I don't know. Maybe hmm. maybe like it's it, it has the possibility. I I wonder because... if they will just kind of put it in there maybe just for a week or something. Because, yeah, there's going to be like, obviously a huge backlog of movies wanting to come out when they do open. But it just seems weird to me that yeah. if Godzilla vs. Kong never hits the big screen in this country, that's very odd to me. It's just difficult because cause what are we, we're, we're still six weeks away, aren't we? Yeah, at least, yeah. Yeah, and so I just kind of feel like that ship will have sailed by then. Mm. but we'll see i mean i think if it's still if it's still bringing in box office in six mm. weeks time internationally then we might get it yeah but. i think in terms for them it can't hurt you know if if they can get it out there even just for mm. weeks like you say it'll already been out for six weeks on yeah. demand services in the uk so it i think depends hardcore like, people have already seen it won't they the people that really care because you're not gonna, we, if you love godzilla versus kong you're not yeah. gonna wait right now because they haven't no. said anything if, if they said this is a hundred percent coming to cinemas in a month mm. i would have had that you know question in my head of like well i know i want to see this on the big screen do we wait but yeah they've mm. never said anything like that yeah i can see it possibly happening it depends on when like if our cinema date hits and then mm. if other dates hit like how long until the big movie comes out in uk territories um because because then then they might be able to fill a, a gap for a few weeks yeah for sure um, um, if not they'll just show tenet again yeah um but yeah that was our discussion of godzilla versus kong uh, we will take a short break and we will be right back So, yeah, we did have a uh, voicemail message this week. Of course, you can always um, contact us on Twitter at SHBpod. Uh, you can email us at superhorrorbrospodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can search for us on Skype, Super Horror Bros, and leave a voicemail there. Um, and, yeah, I'll play the voicemail now from Sean. Just got to say it's fantastic to finally be at the cinema once again. Um, you know, it's been so long. The last time I was there uh, was way back in uh, March of 2020, uh, I saw a film called The Way Back, <laughs> uh, starring Ben Affleck, and that was at the end of March 2020. And I remember um, at that movie, they showed a trailer for A Quiet Place Part 2. And I know at that time, we were still looking forward to seeing it. Well, now we come a year ahead, very beginning of April 2021. And, you know, so at the theater, seeing Godzilla vs. Kong, and what trailer did they show? <laughs> but... Uh, of course, A Quiet Place Part 2. So how funny is that, seeing a trailer for A Quiet Place Part 2 in March of 2020 and now seeing it again right after the theaters had been closed for a year, seeing that trailer again for A Quiet Place Part 2 in Godzilla vs. Kong. So hopefully we finally get to see this movie. I'm, it's one of the, we're just, you know, looking forward to seeing this for such a long time. But anyway, getting back to Godzilla uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, I'm, I'm sure you guys did a great review for it. Um, you know, I, I had low expect lower expectations going to this movie. Um, you know, back in uh, 20, 2014, when uh, Gareth Edwards released the first Godzilla film of this trilogy, uh, I really enjoyed it because, you know, they didn't show Godzilla until the latter back third of the film. And, you know, so the human storylines kind of had to carry the film. And um, he did a really good job of that. It was, you know, Brian Cranston was in that movie. Um, you know, there was a lot of, uh, I think, a lot of compelling scenes. 
Um, and uh, yeah, I thought the the when you finally do get to the to the action, I thought that was done very well. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed that one. So then when we get to Godzilla: King of the Monsters, which uh, was released in 2019, it's the second film. Um, I had higher expectations going into that movie. Um, I know Michael Doherty directed that one, and you know he's the guy that directed Trick or Treat and Krampus, among others. So I really had higher hopes for this one, but unfortunately. It just didn't. It didn't work out. You know, the film I thought fell flat. I thought the the action between the monsters wasn't that wasn't that great. I thought that the also the human character storylines weren't weren't that great. It just was really disappointing. So now when we finally come into this film here, uh, Godzilla versus Kong, I thought you know Adam Wingard did a much better job. I think he juggled the human storylines and the monster uh, action. I thought he balanced that very well. You know, he just he didn't wait. He you know the film starts. You get you get the the the, the monster action right away, and um, yeah, I, I I was I think it exceeded my expectations. You know, it it, uh, it definitely entertained me. Um, I, I walked out of the theater feeling pretty good about it. So I have to say, I'd probably give it eight out of ten, and definitely a um, a cinema recommend to watch it in the in the theater if you can. Um, also, uh, saw a second film called The Unholy. Uh, and I have to say, guys, I you, you can just skip this one. It um, unfortunately is just way too formulaic, way too cookie cutter. Um, it's just one of these typical supernatural PG thirteen horror films that just yields nothing surprising. I mean, it relies, you know, on some very very cheap, well telegraphed jump scares. So um, you know, those weren't earned at all. It just, yeah, I, I just. I can't recommend it, guys. Um, if you know, if you're curious, wait until it comes on Netflix or another streaming service and stream it for free. Otherwise, I'd say you could probably just skip it. So, uh, anyway, guys, thanks again for allowing me to just chime in. Uh, thank you for your tremendous work. Um, always looking forward to the next episode. And uh, yeah, stay safe, stay well, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. So yeah, thank you very much for that, Sean. Obviously, it's uh, it sounds incredible that you're back at the cinema. Um, very, very jealous. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that it's been a year for you. Like it feels that long for us, but obviously, it's only been about six months. Um, because yeah, I was really, that window. I was really jealous until I heard that it was over a year. Then I was like, okay, <laughs> you've paid to dues. Yeah, exactly. You make you know you get it a little <laughs> bit early, but you guys deserve it if it's been that long. Um, but yeah, it must be surreal. Obviously, you got to see that double feature. Glad you liked Godzilla versus Kong. Obviously, for all the reasons that we just discussed. Like I'm sure that was such a great time on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, also about the unholy. Um, thank you very very much <laughs> yeah. for talking about this movie because. I just want to give a heads up like this is the type of movie that terrifies me for the podcast because I see it I read a little bit about it and I go right this sounds dreadful it sounds like the exact type of movie that I don't want to watch but the problem is one in every a thousand of these movies turns out to be awesome yeah Yeah. and so I worry myself to death that I'm going to miss that one great one Um, and thankfully this isn't it (laughs) so you have no idea how much I appreciate your recommendation of not seeing this movie Sean just like when we discuss stuff like Lucky um, I want to hear as many avoid recommendations as I do you know must watch recommendations because ultimately it saves me so much goddamn time Um, this one as well because it sounded because it wasn't it like the demon kills sinners in the act of sinning or something right. like that, I think. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's kind of like cool. Like, it's and like then Negan, I saw... isn't it? Negan from The Walking Dead's like the lead. Yeah. And then and then I saw like um is he in it? Is he? Oh, okay. He's the lead, yeah. All right. Um maybe maybe I looked up the wrong one then. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know, but I'm glad I don't have to watch it either yeah, way. <laughs> either way, like I was just like, yeah, hard pass. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, and then you, you also had a question, um, which is, uh, have you seen a trailer for A24's The Green Knight? Um, it has just about every trope we have come to expect from them. It looks incredible to me. Uh, check it out and let me know what you think. Um, I don't know if there's like a new trailer. Um, this came out a while ago. Um, it was either early 2020 or late 2019 because this movie obviously got delayed like everything last mm. year. I think it was going to come out in like May last year. And I think it's been pushed to like the summer this year i'm not too sure but i've only seen the first trailer that came out and it i don't, I don't know if you've seen the trailer but um it, it looks interesting to me like it's not a immediate must watch because it's like a medieval fantasy setting mm. um which is not my cup of tea for film traditionally um but i do think visually the movie looks spectacular and it very much looks like an a24 movie of like every frame looks like a postcard um it looks incredibly well directed and it's kind of got that it's it's a different take because it's this medieval fantasy thing but it looks like it's got these crazy moments of like graphic violence that we've known to expect from them um so i'm intrigued it's not like top of my list to watch like a must watch but like i thought it was an interesting trailer um have you, have you yeah. seen the trailer this one? no i didn't because i i, I checked out the synopsis and that's straight away my, not my cup of tea like yeah. i like there's only one movie that can get away with being set in medieval times uh hell to king baby other than that <laughs> i i just i have no interest in in stuff kind of you know i think it was kind of like what was that um was it that irish movie that we saw that was set kind of quite a while ago and even stuff like witch yeah. um you know it's kind of like it, it like i think i think witch is a fantastic movie and even then it's taking years to grow on me because I just don't like that kind of old timey setting. I just, I just don't like it. I, I like a modern setting for a movie. Well, it's funny you say that because um, as a segue into what we've been watching in the past week, and it, I promise you this was not scripted. That is just <laughs> absolutely hilarious. Um, I watched brilliant. a movie in the last week That's <laughs> called The Witch. That's fantastic. Um, I love so... <laughs> This is absolutely gold. Um, yeah, which obviously we discussed as I think like our second ever new film for the podcast. So yeah, obviously you saw this movie in the cinema like what over five years ago now, um, and wasn't a fan of it. It just didn't really like it, and obviously it's kind of has this huge reception. Obviously, Robert Eggers to me is one of my favorite directors because of mm. the Lighthouse, which I saw like five times last year. And during the course of that, I was like, I need to watch The Witch another time, having Definitely. only seen it once and having really broadened my horizons over the course of doing the podcast over the last five years. Um, and obviously you just described it as a fantastic movie because yeah, you weren't as hot on it was you initially but you've kind of rewatched no. it and like it a lot more now yeah um yeah rewatched it this week and felt exactly the same way as i did the first time um i really didn't like this movie at all um i think it has these moments when i look back on it now and i can see the talent there from robert in terms of visually the way the movie looks but i just don't enjoy watching this movie in the slightest i think the way the characters talk is so frustrating and off putting um and it's weird because yeah, i just don't have that problem with the lighthouse even though they have like the strange dialect and they use different words like even though i don't follow 100 percent of what they're saying at no point did i ever kind of lose the through line of the conversation whereas in this movie it's almost like shakespeare where if you start to lose the thread even for a moment you just lose track of what they're talking about so quickly um and i think the movie's incredibly slow and drawn out i think it has really cool moments especially the kind of final 15 minutes i do All enjoy that Philip, bro yeah like i love black philip and like the song about him and all that stuff is great but there's just so much filler with the is it caleb and him getting ill and 
I just, I really don't like this film. I don't know what it is. You know, not every film is for everyone. This film just isn't for me. And I, I love Robert. He's one, like I say, I can't, the Northman is one of my most anticipated movies. I think he's exceptionally talented as a, as a director. And obviously it's fascinating because this was the first ever film debut for Anya Taylor joy, who has become like a superstar since this film. Um, but I just don't like anything about this film. And it just, yeah, it was sad. I was excited to rewatch it. I was like, I'm finally going to sit down and, had the blu-ray and sat down and watched it and just yeah just didn't enjoy it at all really um which surprises me because i had a thought you know like going in i was obviously a, of a positive mind frame i was ready mm. to love I this w- film i wonder, if, I I wonder if it's third time's a charm <laughs> yeah that's not gonna happen <laughs> i'm done i'm done with this movie but i'm 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 happy everyone else likes it and i'm happy that you um obviously liked it more upon rewatch um yeah definitely it's one that i you know wouldn't watch all the time but mm. um yeah, I, I've I've rewatched it like two or three times now since mm. since kind of our original view and and yeah, I, I definitely like it quite a bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much all I watched this week. I ended up watching a bunch of the Creep Show two extras in the past week, which nice. was nice. They're they're really cool on the Arrow Blu Ray. Like, there's one in particular, it's like thirty minutes. I don't know if you saw them, where it's like Greg and his partner, um, a special effects partner, just like literally talking about all the effects in the movie for like half all an right, hour. Nice. Um, and yeah, yeah, I thought that was, yeah, it was that. I'd highly recommend that, of course, because we're huge fans of mm. uh, Greg Nicotero. Um but yeah, it was awesome. It just yeah made me crave wanted to watch Creepshow one mm. even more. Um, I but... I can't remember whether I said to you before. I don't think it was before last week's show. But did I say to you about Spree? No. So I I rewatched Spree. All right, yeah. Um, because it's now on UK Netflix. Uh, mm, so there's a run as well. I was going to say yeah, run. Well, yeah, I wanted run to put is... as a public service announcement to people yeah. that it came to Netflix UK in the past week, and everyone, a, probably the most criminally underseen movie of 2020. Yeah. Um, no one ever talks about this movie. It's incredible. It was in our top five, I believe, and mm-hmm. won a bunch of different awards. Um, <clears throat> yeah, watch, watch, run on Netflix, hundred percent, definitely. And we watch three. Yes, three's great as well. <laughs> I think, yeah, like I think run is like it's on mine, like number one trending. I don't know what that means for anyone else yeah. because that 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 top ten in the UK is kind of it's BS just whatever everyone <laughs> promote, which is yeah, yeah. it's cool. But, promote. but yeah, yeah, so they're heavily promoting it. But yeah, so, yeah, rewatch Spree, and um, it it was just as fun the second time mm-hmm. around. Yeah, probably awesome. probably even more fun because I kind of knew some of the twists and turns and just really enjoyed the journey um the 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 first kind of half of the movie is exquisite and and i i pretty much feel the same about the second half of the movie but at least i knew it was going to take that turn um and it you know it it ultimately turned a little bit away from what i wanted it to be but i still had a great time throughout um i think kind of the lead the lead actress that, that goes up against him kind of i still don't understand her motivation at the very end of the movie i really don't it's very strange but um but that aside, like it, it, it's still a really fun movie, and, and I mm. love the social commentary. I love the way it's shot and made, and and yeah, it was a real good time second time round. Yeah, it's so good. I, I've rewatched it as well. It, yeah, everything about that movie holds up. Kind of Joe Carey's performance is outstanding, um, mm. and like you say, all the stuff they're saying about influencers <laughs> and, and streamers and all that stuff, I love. Mixed it with amazing horror as well. Like, there's genuinely mm. really great moments and kills and violence in that movie that's super entertaining and just fits perfectly with the tone of that movie. Yeah, it was easily one of my favorite movies of the last year. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for this week. As far as the coming weeks go, we've got plenty to talk about, really. Obviously, we have um, Creep Show that's ongoing. I think episode two will be dropping just after this episode. Um, 
so we've seen more creep show and we yeah we want to talk about it on the show so we'll find a way to do that um mm-hmm. there's always obviously the wes craven stuff we had we kicked it off or kicked it off again with the last house on the left last week um and yeah i've just been i just really want to watch the hills of eyes now so <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to get to that soon as well <laughs> um and yeah there's other stuff coming there's a lot of stuff happening on shudder as well so it's cool because cool man because like we're getting a lot of digital stuff right now and then hopefully that will kick into obviously the return of cinema so it's uh it's really cool there's a lot of stuff coming out um obviously that tv is still there as well um so we'll, we'll get to that good stuff later on um yeah because they've been teasing heavily now with chucky recently that it is coming this year as well oh, man. um so that's great news as well so yeah lots of lots of stuff to talk about um but yeah that was episode 242 where we discussed godzilla versus kong uh thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone I never could, how could I start?